Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, countrymen and scholars, you're listening to the Madman Recap. Thank you and you're welcome. My name is Paul. I'm coming to you high atop the Brooklyn studios in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. With me, I have my co-host. He is celestial, my friends. His name is Dr. John, and he's coming to us from Columbus, Ohio. How are you, Dr. John? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Apparently, I'm celestial. <laughs> celestial. You. you like that? I thought of that earlier today. I said, I said to myself, I'm going to call John Celestial and see how he responds. Do you know what that means? Uh, I think it's something to do with the stars, I'd imagine. Wow. No, yeah. that's, that's, that's right. And, you know, I think <laughs> that, hey, uh, hey, John, yeah. I'm a complete idiot. Come on, man. It's not like it just like, someone just said that word to me offhand, and I'm like, oh, that sounds well, that sounds funny. A lot no. of syllables there. I know, I know what I know what words mean. I know you do. God, God damn it. Uh, everybody, uh, in, in case you're confused, yeah, we're a show that recaps um, uh, the uh, TV show Mad Men. Um, it's pretty exciting, John. Uh, we are on, I believe, the fifth episode, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. And uh, that episode is called Far Away Places, John. This took us to places you never thought we'd go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, you may be thinking to yourself, and I know you never ask me any questions before we start recording, but yes, you're, you're probably saying, uh, hey, hey, Paul, where's, where's Kate? You promised that she would be on some episodes this season, and uh, I think she's been on one. Am I right about that? You're right about how many she's been on. I'm right about how many she's been on. John, here's the thing. Kate went to Pilates tonight. Oh, with the reformer? I don't, listen, I know nothing about Pilates. It sounds dangerous to me, though. And um, she has promised to join halfway through this episode. And I know, listeners, what you're thinking. That is not professional. What kind of show do you think this is? Not professional. Non-professional. We are clearly non-professional. Have you heard our audio quality? John. Yeah, we got that fixed, I think. I, I, I hope so. Um, now, it's a, it's a tradition here on the show, and if you know me, I'm all about traditional things. There's three of them. There's oh. three things that I learned dur- while watching this episode, John. I bet you learned a lot. There was a lot that I'm sure people were surprised at and maybe took home as life messages. Number one, opening a bottle of musical vodka. Now, John, that's a trip I'd like to be on. That was spectacular. <laughs> Coming out strong. Here you go. Uh, number two, folks, it's a simple equation. Peggy plus popcorn minus Heinz divided by drug smoking equals hand jobs. Oh, it, apparently in a movie theater setting? I, I, I think so. I think that's what that was. John, uh, did, did you see that coming? No, no, not, not until she did it. Now I was gonna I was gonna save this observation. I'll probably say it again when, when we get to this part of the episode. But I don't know if you saw the pants that guy had on. Yeah, a lot of color. Yeah, those are hand job pants if I've ever seen them. Number three, everybody. Megan can eat with reckless abandon, knowing that Sherbert won't get stuck in those teeth. At least not at a hojo. Hey oh. <laughs> Could you just fake I feel like you used to fake laugh at these. Oh no! I'm you used I'm to do an amazing job, fake laughing I, at these. At these I'm laughing nuts. on the. I don't want to blow <laughs> anybody's ears out with my reckless laughter. Uproarious, feel, uproarious yes, laughing. Yes, yeah, the, the chortle. <laughs> Chort, chortle, 
Chortle. Now, yeah. is that is that a thing of foul? What is, what is what is chortle? Wait, what? Is, I just thought we learned that you you know words. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I don't. It's a it, no. It's a type of laugh. It's a type of laugh. And now, so here, I feel bad though. Do you know what just happened? You just learned four things. <laughs> oh no! You know, but I didn't learn chortle from the uh, from the show. There, okay. Unless someone said it. No, no, not this episode. John, should we should we stop lollygagging? Yes, yeah, let's, let's and, just and launch just, right into just, faraway places. Just jump right in on me, John. But so we get, you know, well, we'll get to this in a second. I thought the way this story was told was fantastic, just because it's not something we've seen in this series before. But I digress. We start with Abe and Peggers at her place in the morning, getting ready for work. Abe is just relaxed, hanging out. He wants to go see a new movie called Naked Prey, Naked popular Prey. action adventure set in South Africa uh, that came out that year, 1966. Peggy. Now, John, is, John, yeah, right. I know, as everyone knows, and, and we all appreciate it, you do a lot of research yeah. for the show. Right. Um, did you watch Naked Prey last night? Well, so we get to see a little bit of it, actually, in this episode. But Don't tap when, dance around my question. Answer the question, John. It wasn't on Hulu. It, it wasn't on Hulu. Did you try Netflix streaming? I don't have that. Oh, my God. That was embarrassing. Yeah, but thanks for asking the question. Sure, buddy. Um, Moving on. Yeah. So, anyways, Abe's ready to go. He wants to have a fun night, do something different, take in the movie. Peggy, very just kind of brusque, unhappy. She's got this scowl on. She's got to get ready for her giant presentation she's been working months for. And they get into a little bit of a, would you say, spat, tiff, argument, lover's, lover's quarrel. quarrel. Lover's quarrel. We said it at the same time. Uh, he, he, uh, he's, <clears throat> I think, I think Abe here, uh, is, is he's feeling a bit used. He gets booty called all the time, John. That's what he makes it sound like when she, uh, when she uh, feels like she wants to hang out. She gives him a call. Uh, he comes over. Uh, a lot of times she doesn't even want to do the deed, um, and then you know, just kind of does it anyway. No, that's not nice. That doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't make him feel good, right? So is that is that a booty call then? I believe it's. <clears throat> I believe yes. I, I you know I feel bad because I did a lot of research for this show as well, and I had the definition for booty call printed out here in front of me, but my cat ate it. All right. Moving on. I haven't used that before. Okay. But they get no. They get into a fight. He uh, he's you know he says I'm not a focus group. Storms out. Tells her to have a shitty day. Yeah. Very upset. And yeah. it doesn't really seem to phase her that much. She's bummed, but she you know, she's got her presentation. Which but she's got other point. things on her mind, John. Listen, she's 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 working hard to make a career happen, whereas Abe is just going around rubbing his ass on the carpet and writing feel good stories about, you know, political shit. And riots. Well, right. I guess they're not feel good stories. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just, it's just, ugh. anyway, moving on. So we get in the office, and, you know, I thought this was a great Ginsburg episode, even though he's not in it a ton. He's not. But he's having a little tiny spat on the phone as well. Uh, we know he's talking to his dad. Peggy doesn't now, can know I, can, can I, uh, can I make kind of an observation slash prediction here, John? Please. <clears throat> now, the way that Ginsburg treats his father, do you think that maybe his father has dementia or something? Well, maybe, number one. Number two, we, we learn, well, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. It's not his father. 
Um, well, no, we don't know that. I mean, to be clear, Gin, Ginsburg, Ginzo, is that what we're calling him? Yeah, Ginzo. Ginzo's a little cray. A little bit. A little as, bit. As, as, as we've seen, and we only see more in this episode, but you're right. He's on the phone, and uh, we're kind of led to believe that he's talking to his, his air quotes, you can't see I'm making him, air quotes father, and then, uh, you know, has to kind of cut the conversation uh, short. As Peggy comes in, and it's a little bit short with Peggy, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. You know, she she just makes an assumption, says, "I just had the conversation." He's like, "No, you didn't. You did yours in private." Oh, well right? done, well done, Bazing. well played, sir. Stan uh, comes in, Megan comes in, and then Megan gets pulled out right away by Don. Wait, wait, you forgot his... Peggy. Peggy found her candy. She does find her candy. She was looking for those little purple candies. John, have you ever had those? You know, I, I even hit the freeze. I couldn't even get the name of these. So those are very popular still in New York. Okay. Like, you can still go to the bodega and buy these. Okay. And they taste like they taste like a lilac or something. I, they're the worst tasting candy I've ever had. I think the hipsters like them because they're kind of old-timey. Okay. But they are truly awful, John. What are they called? I don't know, but I'll send you a pack. Oh, thank the you purple. for sending you me a pack you, of you, crap candy. Well... Love you, buddy. That's a care package everybody you wants. Can't, you, you, can't, you can't miss them. I'll, I'll, I'll get you a pack, and you, you can do a taste test. We'll do a Dr. John taste test. Well, speaking of research, apparently Megan's getting pulled out to go on a little trip with Don. They're going to the Howard Johnson's. Ho, Joe's. Is this, is this a popular destination for you? Do, you? do you get a chance to crash into a Howard Johnson's? So this is, this is, this is a thing. So uh, uh, I, I, I work in Midtown now. And when I moved to New York many, many years ago, there was still a Hojo's on, uh, what was it, 50, 53rd, between 53rd and 52nd on 8th Avenue. You, you, there was still a dirty, the dirtiest Hojo's known to man. The orange now, roof looked brown? Kate, actually, I never dared to go in because it seemed like it would just been full of crack addicts. But um, but Kate had gone in to meet someone once and said that she's never really felt the same since. Oh, yeah. Now, that, but that's not going to be a common experience at a Howard Johnson's. I mean. Well, I think you know uh, they hit their peak probably around this time uh, that we're experiencing in the show, and uh, and then you know uh, fell fell out of favor uh, once they turned into uh, uh, heroin dens. I don't believe there's any hojos around anymore. Maybe just at the airport. I don't know, John. Completely off topic. I don't even. Um, I didn't even know Howard Johnson's was, in fact, a hotel chain. The first Howard Johnson I knew played baseball yeah. for the New York Mets in the '80s. You didn't know that Howard Johnson was a chain? No, I thought it was the funniest thing because I knew this baseball player, and then when I find out there's a hotel called Howard Johnson's, I'm like, oh, that guy invested well. Like Here, I had no. Here's idea. the thing. Here's the thing. Up until you just said that, I always thought the baseball player owned it. But then now that doesn't make any sense now that we think about it. Considering it was open in the yeah, 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm a slow individual, John. Moving on. But you can tell Megan is visibly shaken. She, she wants to stay. She wants to help. She wants to be part of a team. She wants to work. She wants, you know, a career. And uh, it's kind of being taken away from her right now. She says, break a leg. Good luck. Sorry. And kind of slinks out of the office. Hey, uh, just 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 real quick, I got two things to mention. Number one, Stan is so great. He's he's always he's he's always nice to Peggy though, kind of you know, because uh, uh, Ginzo goes, well now we're screwed, 
And uh, Stan goes, no, we're not. That's a vote of confidence. Yeah, he's right. Well, plus, I mean, you know, Stan's the art guy. He needs her to feel good because he's doing the art. Secondly, John, guess who just came into the room and got 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 the got the cans on, as we say in the business. That's right, everybody. Okay, it's here, and we're. How how are you feeling? Well, it's a long way back from a Hojo's. (laughs) That's not where you were at. Yeah, I got left at a Hojo's. That is. (laughs) Who knew they have incorporated Pilates studios? One of these days, I will learn. This is true. Yeah, Kate. uh, Earlier today, Kate and I. This is this is odd. I can't. You know, I forget all this. Take Pilates. Kate and I. The Hojo's. I dropped Kate off at the Hojo's uh, thinking that I would just come home and not wait for her. And little did I know she was <laughs> expecting me to pick her up. They teach, they teach Pilates at a broken down Hojo's on the Lower East Side. It's the new thing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> keep, keep going, Jen. I'm sorry. No problem. So, you know, it was, it was great. I, I thought they really focused in on Peggy. Just one, you know, a beat extra with that cigarette, with the inhale. And... The little after effect, if you do the iTunes, the little like six minute blurb they do after every show, uh, you know, Matt Weiner was saying, this is really Peggy's mini Don Draper day. Indeed. And I think this is shown out here over the next 10 minutes as, as far as that part of it. And you can, you know, she gets a cigarette, she really smokes it in and we launch into the Heinz presentation. And Peggy is killing it. Oh my gosh. I love this presentation. This by the is way. fantastic. It made me want beans right there. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that's the real point of this is that as an audience, we're taken with this. He's taken with this as the client and then gives her that crap line of saying, you know, stop, you know, giving me what I ask for and give me what I want. Oh, that's the worst. And I, I can't. I can't speak to that in my profession, but I mean, I imagine you guys actually literally deal with that. That happens all the damn yeah, time. Yeah. 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 It's and how I mean, how satisfying was it for you guys then to see this response? She, I mean, she full out donned him. I it mean, was amazing. Was anyone else worried that he was going to literally hit her, like reach across the table and like smack her? Like I was worried about that for a minute. I'm no, like, oh my he, god. He's a he's a Pittsburgh Midwest guy. Uh, I don't think he'd hit a girl. I know, uh, but no. for a minute, I'm like. Well, at least not in public. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, one thing I'm worried about this guy. His face looks like a cooked ham. It's so red and pink in yep. this uh, in, in 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 this scene. It, well, it's pretty. I think impressive. his skinny tie makes his neck head look bigger. Okay. Than it his is. neck head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. No, that's all kind of one. You know. Well, it is. Yeah. Uh, John. <clears throat> I'm a, uh, I, I was a huge fan of this scene. Just the fact that she told him that no one else can make people want beans. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's not, she's, she said okay. that, that this, this is young and beautiful and no one else can do that with beans. And she's right. <laughs> she is right, John. Uh, beans are incredibly difficult to sell to the youths. I have to be, I have to be honest though. As the scene went on, it really felt like, you know, she's trying to be Don yeah. and she's missing you know, I, I really felt that she's missing, and I didn't think it was, you know, necessarily because she's a woman. I thought that there was, you know, there was something in there that she was missing. You know, the whole thing with Jansen and the bathing suits earlier, when Don does the tantrum and kicks them out. You know what I mean? He right. Wasn't, it was, but it was, it was, it was. I feel it like was, it was for a different thing, right? Because uh, Peggy was coming at it uh, uh, as like just purely frustrated. Right. at the client 
uh, giving her the runaround. Whereas in the bathing suits part, Don was frustrated with the client being closed-minded about um, advertising in general, I think. Just being a prude. Yeah. And not only that, but I think you have to realize that if you can coddle this guy along, then you have a chance at Heinz. You know, the I mean, this is what beans and vinegars. You know, they do a great job. Who knows if they get a shot at ketchup? Yeah, this is true. But I think it was more just the fact that Don wasn't there. Yeah. And, you know, if he had been there, I think Mr. Mr. Hines, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. Daryl Hines. Daryl Hines. <laughs> I think he would have accepted it because, you know, but, you know, Don is there. And didn't he have that whole meeting with Don? Yeah. Like, I don't know. How many episodes ago? I think last season. season. Last season. Yeah, it was last season. You know, and I think he was reluctant to give them business even then. Yeah. And then Don doesn't even bother to show up for like, I don't know. I think what Peggy did. I mean, this guy did. He needed to be told that, but he wasn't going to be told that from her. Yeah. If Don would have said the same thing to him, he would have. He would have played along. And I think that's more just what Peggy's upset with. Is just you know the fact that he's not taking, you know, a woman as seriously as he would take an older gentleman. True. And then when, you know, after he he walks out on her, did, like, do you see the the sour puss face that she puts on there at six forty four? Oh man, it looks yeah. like she could melt that glass. She's a she's a little sad, John. And then of course we see uh, he goes out and talks to Pete Daryl Hines. There, he goes out and talks to Pete, and uh, she gets kicked off the business because he said she's off the business. And that's got to, right. you know, I can't imagine. That's got to be frustrating. Months of work, a great presentation, and now... Well, several great presentations. Right, right. But right. in a way... Dance, it was Dancing Beans first, wasn't it? It was Dancing Beans. But in a way, you got to be a little... You're a little relieved. I don't have to work on these damn beans Ugh. anymore. You know what I mean? Give me something else. So here's the thing. She, then after that, she goes into Don's office and pours herself a drink, much like Don would do. She spends a lot of time in Don's office, John. Did you notice this? Well, she knows he's out. Thank you. Uh, he then, she then uh, pulls another Don and frustrated with the day, in the middle of the day, goes to the movies. Yep, going to the movies. Middle of the day. Bad day. Cooper, uh, who apparently can read the same newspaper for uh, several <laughs> years, is sitting in the lobby. Does he even have an office anymore or does he just sit in the he lobby? Doesn't have a, he doesn't have an office. He just sits in different rooms and reads newspapers. <clears throat> but then... Next thing we know, John, are we not at the movie theater watching the movie that Abe wanted to see? Yes. Now that now what's up with that? Well, she knew about it because Abe had you know she, that's probably the only movie she's aware of in theaters. To be mm-hmm. honest, is his Naked Prey. Now that and they probably didn't have you know eighteen screen cineplexes back then. So well, they still she, don't have those here in in Manhattan. Oh, no, not eighteen plane, not eighteen. Several. Anyway, uh, she's in the she's in the theater, John. It's neither here nor there, guys. This is this does not matter. Uh, she, she's in the theater, and uh, and there is someone behind her uh, uh, smoking the drugs, John, if I'm not mistaken. And she says, "You're going to get in trouble." And in true Peggy style, in true Pegasus style, well, you're going to get in trouble. And uh, he's like, "Well, do you want some?" No. no. What the hell? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> And uh, we, we do know that uh, uh, she is Peggy Olsen, and she wants to smoke some marijuana <laughs> from, from, an, from, an earlier, from an earlier episode. Um, now, this guy, uh, who, we, who we do not quite meet, uh, this shadowy figure, 
Um, when he hands her the weed, he jumps up out of his seat, runs around the aisle, and comes and sits next to her. I believe Megan said he looked like a red-faced rube. He did. He did look like a red-faced rube. Um, he sits down, and uh, they're enjoying the movie for a while. Uh, Pegasus clearly gets uh, pretty stoned because she's starting to get loud and she's laughing a lot. And then um, and our friend, pot. our red, our red-faced rube makes the move. He puts a little hand on the leg action, moves it slowly up the thigh, which is what you do. Uh, at the movies. At the movies. He then leans in for a kiss. And this is where things go off the rails, John. Yeah, didn't Peggy see goes, it coming. Peggy goes, oh, no, no, no. Thinking that, you know, being, being Pegasus, she has a boyfriend. Listen, I'm not into that. Thanks for the weed. Not so, John. Nope. Pushes him back over. Leans now, over to those bowling pants. Well, now, does, 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 this is on the second time I watched. Does, does he take her hand and put it on his crotch? Or does she kind of just put her hand on his crotch? I, I think, think she, she, she is. Yeah, she is the she's the instigator. Yeah. She's the instigator. So uh, she puts his hand on his crotch, and um, and then says, uh, you know, relax. Undoes the belt, and this guy. Uh, I think Kate and I talked about this. Those pants in the fashion world are called handjob pants. <laughs> Am I not mistaken? Are right those, off the are rack. Those, right off the rack. You buy those. From those are hand job pants. I mean, if God. you can go three hours without getting a hand job in those pants, you get your money. You get your money back. back. That's what I heard. <laughs> you get your money. You get your money back. <laughs> back in full, and you get to keep the pants. <laughs> so this seemed this uh, number one uh, going to see a movie very Don like. Uh, now Don never gave anybody a hand job that we know, um, but still um, the lady equivalent of. Um, well, he some, did reach up. What's her name's dress? What was her name? Daisy Handjobs? Who? Barrett. Bobby Barrett. Barrett. Oh, Bobby Barrett. Barrett. Remember that scene in the restaurant? That was the most amazing scene in the restaurant. Uh, That's a Don lady equivalent. I don't believe that that was known as a handjob, though. Well, no. That was but. that was an undescribed sexual move <laughs> that only Don Draper can do, uh, and and then uh, well and then Peggy uh, does of course uh, a a, a Don esque uh, uh, reckless reckless sexual experience um, that is meaningless because uh, apparently after the hand job is completed, uh, she waits till she gets back to work to wash her hands. <laughs> well, really, are you going to wash your hands in a theater restroom? If yeah, if I've if I've got and, and I don't know, but if I have hand job hands, John, right? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna want to want you're gonna at least yeah. want to use a wet nap, okay, pal? Those those give dishpan hands a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Uh, so she's back at the office, uh, giving the hands an old uh, old thorough hand job wash, and uh, when she goes into the hall, she sees uh, Ginsburg talking to his father, John. Yeah, yeah, we um, and it's funny because you can tell he's actually really frustrated because she's just kind of staring at him for a second. She mm-hmm. walked in on his phone conversation. Mm-hmm. Now this conversation is like again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, you share an office with how many people? You don't get private phone conversations. You know what I mean? But that's true. He, but you true. can still be annoyed that you can't have one. Yeah, be annoyed. <laughs> and so she comes and meets Elder Ginsburg, who apparently there is to use the photocopier to build some undisclosed case. He seems very frustrated. Is this where you you had mentioned kind of the dementia? This is this is where I worry. I, I worry that he may have dementia because um, uh, uh, I once worked in a warehouse with a guy who was very paranoid 
uh, and he was clearly had uh, some kind of dementia. And I think that's a that's a common uh, symptom. Wait, you once worked in a warehouse? Listen, folks, it's a long story. If you'd like to hear more about it, contact me uh, outside the show. But <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm thinking that his uh, par- that this would this would be considered maybe some kind of paranoia, Doctor John. Can you elaborate so, on this for us? Par- yeah. Paranoia on on the Elder Ginsburg's part. Elder Ginsburg, yes, John. Yes, uh, I think we really haven't seen enough. We have no idea. You okay. Know, the first time we meet him, he's sitting in a rocking chair by himself, you know, at the end of the day and hasn't looked to have done anything. You know, now we have him coming in to use a photocopier to build some kind of case. So we really don't know enough about him to make comments on his uh, mental faculties. He could just be a crazy dad. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. He could. Or uh, just frugal, making frugal. good use of resources. Oh, this is true, John. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't a copy machine in every home like there is now. <laughs> John, we then find ourselves in Don's office. Peggers is pulling a Don and taking a nap all day on the office couch. She passes out, probably still high. And drunk. Uh, drunk. Now, this is where it would have been funny if maybe she was, like, eating a bag of crackers or something. Bugles, maybe? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hey, have I mentioned uh, that the Mad Men recap is brought to you by Bugles? Uh <laughs> Uh, and then, like, kind of passed out in like a, a, a mountain of bugle crumbs. Uh, but Look, she's got them on all tips of her fingers, uh, and she's passes just them out. off real slow. And then, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, she passes out uh, for the rest of the day and is awoken by Dawn, uh, who says that Don is on the phone, um, and uh, she asks what time it is. I believe uh, Dawn says that it's eight thirty. And uh, she says, uh, you go ahead and go home. I'll take the call from Don. Now, she picks up the call from Don. And this was, this was concerning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Don seems a bit out of it, uh, very sweaty, and uh, wants to know if Peggy has, ha- has gotten any calls today. Now, Peggy wouldn't know because she's had a hard day of giving handjobs at the movie theater and, uh, and, and, and then uh, napping off that exhaustion. <laughs> but she is concerned about... Uh, letting things uh, down with Hines, and tries to mention that, but Don just hangs up on her. And Don's clearly frazzled, he's sweaty, he's in a payphone. We don't know what's going on. But this next scene, John, this is where you shine. I'm going to let you take this one. Well, we see that Ginsburg is still there working, and we know that it's after 8.30, you know, so it's late at night, and they're both putting in a hard day's work. Again, this is... Another kind of Peggy Don type of thing where she's got the bottle out, she's got the booze out, she's had, you know, the random sexual encounter, she's working, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's kind of her day. Ginsburg, we don't know. <laughs> it's kind really. of her day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's her kind of day. Uh, but Ginsburg, we don't know as much about. And she makes a comment about his dad. And this is where we see Ginsburg open up a little bit about himself a little bit. And I just, I was just really taken by, again, the camera work, the cinematography, the fact that they shot him, you know, from the back, and we're watching, you know, an empty reflection of himself. You know, we see all that space outside, mm-hmm. almost like he is the spaceman he purports to be. She, you know, he says, I'm a Martian. I'm from Mars. Yeah. I'm just displaced. That guy, not my dad. I'm adopted. <laughs> you know, five years old in Sweden, Swedish orphanage. I remember that part. But he says, I was born in a concentration camp. Do you believe that? And says, my mom died there. How convenient. You know, like he's trying to, 
not not believe that of course you know that would be a tough thing for anybody to embrace true and then what you know what really kind of gets uh, i think people a little creeped off is the way that he kind of says you know one day i got you know a one-line communication that says stay where you are you know from he didn't know who and it was just you know don't go anywhere else you know it's not safe and she says are there others like you he goes i don't know I haven't been able to find any. Not a lot of message boards back then. You oh, couldn't really this come is true together. without the internets. Now, if he had had the internets, he would have found plenty, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of oh. other Martians um, because they're very popular. Now, uh, I don't know if Ginsburg rides the subway, but that is another way he could find uh, Martian brethren, <laughs> as I have ran into several of them on my way home this evening. But how'd um, you like that scene? What do you think? I. Uh, you know, I don't know where I came down on that scene. Because honestly, I've met people like this who are crazy. Uh, Part of I, me wanted Ken Cosgrove to just sneak his head around the corner and be like, what about Martians? <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. Kate, you're on fire tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's one of those things like, you know, he, he's definitely in denial and he's made up this little kind of um, story for himself that he can believe. Um, does it make sense that he would tell Peggy that? Yeah, I guess so. Ginsburg's kind of crazy. Like, he's he's into doing the crazy stuff. Um, but I got to say, this scene didn't hold... It, 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 it didn't hold a lot for me. Okay. Well, I guess it was, you know... It's almost like, are you joking? When he's like, oh, I'm, I'm from Mars, or I'm a Martian, or whatever. And then it just gets real serious real fast. And you're like, whoa. And part of me is like, well, you're being serious, right? Because who would not be serious about that very serious topic? I don't know. It was, it was very odd. It was. It and was. when you're you know, probably a little drunk, and I don't know if you're still stoned at that point, it's probably very confusing. No, oh, this is true. Right? This is true. Well, and she needs help with her confusion. So who right. does she turn to? Booty call. <laughs> <laughs> this is another He's using the booty, booty call, call. Uh, booty call phone right there hey, oh yeah that's true that is an official booty call <laughs> phone I don't know if you know this folks in the 60s any yellow phone was considered a <laughs> booty call phone I did the research on that this evening um, were those uh, tough to come by? no they were not you could pick them up anywhere um, I, I mean it was it was your discretion on how much to use it um, but apparently uh, Peggy's looks like it's been through the ringer <laughs> as it were <laughs> so she calls Abe tells Abe to get up there because um, she's feeling a, a little freaked out and uh, that is the end of the Peggy story for the show I don't know if we mentioned but the episode is built into kind of three separate vignettes of yes. the same day of the same day uh, one with Peggy one with Roger and one with uh, Don um, now, John, which which one was your favorite? I know we should wait to the end, but which one was your favorite of the three? Well, because you know, right now that the Peggy's over, we're going to get into the Roger one. And why I thought this was fantastic the way they did this is they've never done it before, and so this all feels weird. I mean, to be honest, the first time I watched it, I didn't really figure out that we were in the same day until we got to Don's day. True. Yeah. And so that makes the whole trip acid druggy i mean it makes it even more feels weird you know 
Oh, exactly. No, 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 I agree. It adds, it, it added to the um, kind of like, man, this is really weird, or the whole acid trip thing. I agree completely. It really worked well with Roger's story. Yeah. Because things were repeating and you were a little confused. And so you went into Roger's story like a little confused already um, because things had already started to kind of repeat in a way. Right. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. That, from, from that aspect, totally brilliant. But my guess is that was a happy accident. Oh, I don't think anything's accidental. Uh, yeah, they planned this out pretty well. Yeah. Okay, guys, come on. Stop but so we start <laughs> in on the Roger one. And I, I guess I would say I like the Roger one the best because of that, because it really captured this whole sensation of just where are we? Yeah. And we, we get to see Roger. He walks into Don's office, tells Don's Don to let him know if Don's coming um, with one or two. Don comes in without Megan. And Roger's like, hey, let's play hooky. Let's get out of here. Let's be a couple of perverts, I believe. Is <laughs> yeah. He says. Well, if he just he's, goes he's on his high. own, he looks like a mental patient. But he goes, he goes with Don. They look like two uh, wealthy perverts. Really? Is that the goal? Always. Always. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Roger wants to go up to this Hojo's and mess around upstate and, uh, and kind of relive the uh, aluminum siding. Or the extruded aluminum days? Well, not exactly. I mean, the, the guy that was involved with aluminum is involved with Howard Double Johnson. That's how they got the business. Because oh, okay. Don, Don actually points out, he's like, well, you know, I remember twins in a hospital. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't want that part of it. Well, uh, that's a good story. <laughs> the hospital part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don says, well, uh, I'm going to take Megan. You should bring along uh, Jane. and Because uh, Megan gets along with everybody. And the last person... Roger wants to spend any forcible time with would, of course, be Jane. His wife. His wife, yeah, who he, who he married. Uh, and so, you know what? The whole plan is shot. So Roger then has to go with Jane to her, uh, to her friend's party. It's her uh, psychiatrist party, her therapist we party, do, right? We do find that out. Um, now, before we get there, you oh, know, when man. he is Come walking on. out, he's like, oh, it's a dumb idea. And he kind of takes a little extra time to just watch Don and Megan. I mean, was that, you think he was envious that they look actually happy when that's what he was trying to attain? Yeah, probably. Uh, probably he was just more, or maybe, was he ho more maybe hoping she would say no and they'd get to go. Right, yeah, or like a little disappointed, exactly, like he doesn't get yeah. his guy's trip. Yeah, yeah. Now, John, can I move on, please? Yeah, we're just flowing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh... We're in the elevator with Roger and Jane, and uh, I, I don't know if you felt this, but did you not feel a strong, if not incredibly strong, Princess Leia vibe from Jane in this scene? No, I can see her ears, so no. I don't know. But the, the high collar, sort of midriffy kind of thing is... Sure, with the long hair? Yeah. I can see that. The, don't she has a bit of a well that's the thing who who wouldn't so if you if you got guys uh, so yeah the, so they go to, into this party and they're at the dinner party with literally the most uh, heinous group of intellectuals ever gathered in one place i now, would what makes them so heinous everything they said out of their mouths what was the conversation about truth and i can't even the, remember like the relativity of truth honestly i would have stabbed myself with anything on that table <laughs> I would have broken a glass and shoved it into my own neck. Here's the thing, though. If you go to if you go to minute seventeen 
13. Yeah. The yeah. area that is open in her dress. Right. Right. Uh, is like the worst possible area to be open because I think we can all agree uh, Jane is very svelte. Yes. And in, in very good shape. But it's given her a muffin top. But it's the. <laughs> It just happens to be at the perfect place that when any human sits down, <laughs> there tends to be, you know, a little folding. Well, she does make a comment later, uh, something to the effect of like, I wish I would, w- would have worn something more comfortable. Oh, she said that on the <laughs> elevator on the way up. That is the weird... Do, do, do you want to give any any uh, any comment further about the outfit? Um, I think what bothered me is the fact it was culottes, meaning flowy, a It gaucho. was flowy pants. Pants. It was flowy pants. Yeah. I Oprah, think if, Oprah if and Gail style. would have been a dress, I would have felt differently about it. And of course, the hair and the makeup and the pearls in the hair. Those earrings are I incredible. Mean, who did that to her? I don't know. Who did that to her? <laughs> Obviously a witch doctor. <laughs> Sorry, John. Please move on. No, no. I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the whole logic, good, bad. You know, they're talking about truth and what is truth and you know, making mistakes and a bit you know these aren't really friends we find out that this is in fact jane's psychiatrist yeah who has brought them over to i guess in a therapeutic sense which is true this this drug was used you know for psychiatric cases um you know john can can you prescribe this to me no longer no no sadly lsd has been taken out of the world of legitimate medicine and left really just for the druggies it's a it's Man. a trip, but not available. It you know it came out in 1947. It was used for a long time, but just a little too dangerous. Now, John, you're a doctor. Yes. Um, do you find yourself at these type dinner parties talking well, about the real truth and being in it together? No. No, you don't find yourself at the, in these situations. And after watching this, I am so happy. Right? Am I right though? Oh yes, it was, and Roger tries to weasel out of it. He's oh, like, yeah. "Well, you know, they all stand up to to go in the other room." He's like, eh, "Let's let's let's go." And yeah. uh, she kind of winds her way into it. No, she says, "You know, you I told you about this. You never listen to me. We're gonna do LSD." Uh, and then I, you know, I couldn't figure it out. I feel like Roger is like the hardest roller there is, right? You know what I'm saying? So the I feel like roller. He's a he's a tough dude. Like he can take it. Like, like he, he can, can drink several bottles yeah. of booze in an afternoon. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can give him all the drugs and whatever. He can and he hang. Can still... I think that's what we're saying. Yeah, he can hang. Roger can hang. Yeah. And so um, I, I I was kind of wondering whether he how how he he seemed a little apprehensive about the LSD, but at the same time I kind of felt like he would be like, yeah, I can do this. Absolutely. This is, this is nothing. This is yeah. nothing. And I think that's his exact response. It was awesome. It was awesome. I, I really loved the whole LSD scene, John. The whole, uh, the whole where he lights the cigarette and yeah. it makes oh, the accordion accor- sound yeah. and it's just gone in a second. Yep. And then, of course, as we referred to, the bottle of vodka that when he opens <laughs> makes the, uh, the Russian music. That right there made me want to do LSD. I can't, I can't lie here, guys. <laughs> Uh, the Just, whole thing, I love that we, we heard his inner thoughts. Oh, yeah. yeah which we, we never do. We never do that. And then, of course, the whole uh, the whole magazine mirror. Did, now, was there, and, you think there was any significance around the magazine thing? No. I don't know. 
I just thought he was tripping. Yeah, I mean, I that's kind of where I, I left mean, it. I mean, I don't know. I think it was, he's getting on in years, right? I mean, he's had gray hair forever. Silver, silver so, fox hair. As it were. Will. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe he saw, maybe he was envious of, you know, Don. The whole, like, Was it a Roger-Don split? I think, was it? I think that's what it was. Because then Don, you know, comes a few seconds later and is talking to him in the mirror. Yeah, that's weird, you right? Know? Is that weird? Well, and apparently, uh, thanks to one of our listeners, it would have been more more fun if it had been Chauncey. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That made my whole day Who the posted other day? that? Because you know what? You're our new favorite. <laughs> You're the winner. Ding, 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 ding. You win this episode. Congratulations. I love it. <laughs> for for the, the Chauncey the in best, the mirror picture. <laughs> the best Chauncey uh, 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 kind of add-in. Well done. Tell me more of your feelings about this, John. I'm just looking for our friend, uh, Cooper. Cooper, well done, Coop. You're the best, buddy. So what else do you want to know about the scene? Um, let's see. Well, okay, so how long would it, would it typically last? Because it seems like at the, at the end of the whole thing, and I'm skipping forward a bit to the point where they wake up the next morning and him and Jane have this whole, like, you know, oh, you're leaving me, whatever. It seems like, like Roger is still tripping. Yeah, He's no. So L- uh, unfortunately, you never know, and LSD trips can go on for multiple days. Oh my god! Oh my god! So maybe he's still tripping. You got to get us some of this stuff, John. <laughs> okay, all right. You just hang tight. I'll be getting that right there. Thank you. But uh, yeah, so so LSD trips can last a very long time. Um, one of the reasons why it's not, you know, one of the many reasons it's not used anymore. Um, so you know, I think. They are continuing to have their, their trip. They do a little dance, and I don't know, it was weird when she looks up to him and is crying. She goes, I'm so happy here. And his response is, let's go home. Like, let me take you out of this happy place. I don't know. Well, there, I mean, I think the whole the whole way through, it's definitely the, the whole disconnect between those two. And one thing that I found kind of strange about this episode and her was that it kind of made you feel like, um, like she, she she definitely didn't necessarily want to get uh, divorced or separated, like that she's in love with Roger. But I mean, from from the prior episodes and the other seasons, they show how awful she is. Like she's certainly made him not like her anymore. But she's going to a therapist. Like it sounds like she's trying to figure out what exactly she wants. To make of all this, whether she wants to stay. I mean, it kind of sounds like she wants to stay. I mean, I know she has that moment of truth where she's, you know, you know well, my therapist is wondering, you know, if I well, want to say it first or, you know, that whole, like, bit between them. But, And yeah. to be fair, I mean, this, he has uh, he has probably as deep of pockets as, you know, anybody she's going. So from just a lifestyle, comfort, and she even says this. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> oh, it's going to be real expensive. Oh man, he doesn't even know. But before um, before they get there, I mean, we have they they're in the bathtub together, and this I thought this was great. Where Rogers at a, a ball game that uh, was you know <laughs> taking place forty seven years earlier. I know, I love it. You know, and so he would have been a teenager at this game, and uh, he's seeing it. You can hear the crowd, the the crack of the bat. Uh, it's fantastic. 
I just don't know why Roger would have been in either Cincinnati or Chicago. <laughs> and how old? I mean, we were trying to place Roger uh, as far as age goes mm -hmm. with this whole... Okay, well, if he remembers the 1919 World Series with the Black Sox, um, how old do we think? Do we think he's like 55? No, Maybe? I would put him. No, no, I would put him well. 50? Closer. No, 60. Oh, really? You think he's like 60? Yeah. I don't know. I do. I mean, because, you know, if you assume he's like 13, 12 at that game, at that baseball game, that, yeah. that puts him right around 60. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yep. But anyway, I love that. I thought that was so great. But then she is so insecure about, you know, he's having this wonderful baseball moment and she's like freaking out about her appearance. And it's just like, ah, oh, geez. Yep. Honey, get a grip. But anyway. And then I we have like our, our full moment of truth here. I know. Laying on the, on the bedroom floor. Heads wrapped in pink towels. Isn't always the way. Hey, sometimes you need your hair to be dry, John. No judges, okay, pal? I, it didn't have to be a pink towel. Fair enough. Uh, this is where they, uh, they come together in the truth, as it were. And we learn, we learn that they, uh, they, both, they both don't want to be married anymore. Right. She, she's talking about her time with her psychiatrist, how the psychiatrist thinks that you know, she needs to end it. She's just waiting for him to try and end it. Neither of them are happy. And it's just, you know, it's kind of a weird shot because the camera comes from the ceiling. You see them laying together. Uh, it's very relaxed, very peaceful, and yet they've just, you know, broken up. He just said that, you know, I used to like you. I really did. But now I don't even like you, let alone, you know, we were never in love. But th this is what I was talking about, though, because she was awful. Like she, She's awful. And they kind of, in this scene, make it seem like, oh, you know, he just, he, he just fell out of love with me, and poor me, and no, she's a horrible human. Yeah, no, they haven't painted her in a pretty picture, and we know Roger probably hasn't uh, been faithful, actually, more than probably, so. Well, yeah. Uh, we get to then to the next morning, and this was, I feel like, a, a bit of a... She's having a J-Lo moment right now. A lot of, lot of boob in this shot, yeah. John. I don't know if you... Uh, How do you... Yeah. Is that... What's the technique? That. Is that inner boob? What's the... Or just... I have... Well, it's not side boob. It's, yeah, it's more inner boob. It's inner, it's inner side, top and bottom. It's just... Inner, this cleavage It's everything expanded. but the nip. Right. It's, all, it's almost everything but the nip and then the outside. <laughs> anyway, it would literally a fight with the devil to keep, <laughs> to keep that thing in. Um... But uh, if you were able to hear any dialogue, uh, they, uh, uh, Roger brings up the fact that, indeed, they decided last night to part ways. She claims she doesn't remember, and then she does. And this is where she tells him that, yes, it's going to be very, very expensive. And, I mean, to be fair, she seemed genuinely upset about the whole thing. That She doesn't necessarily really want to. I mean, I, th I think in, her, in, in, in the perfect world, in her head, um, of course, they would stay together, maybe patch it up, or I, I don't know. Um, it, 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 seemed, it seemed a bit weird that she would be upset because it, it seems like for as much as they didn't get along, she would almost be relieved. Right, but again, you know, this is a very, very comfortable life for it, her. Existence that she has. But I, I, somehow, uh, I somehow thinks that she knows and Weeze knows <laughs> that, uh, that she's going to do just fine. Right, right, at least for a while. John? Yep. 
I'm going to take us back to the office. Is that okay? Yeah, can we go? We're going right now. Now, this is Don's part, Don and Megan's part of the story. Yes, we're coming at this for the third time. Don is just walking out of the office where he has told Roger that the boys' weekend is going to turn into a Don-Megan weekend. He uh, walks down the hall to the creative office <laughs> and uh, grabs Megan out and says, Hey, this is going to be like this is going to be like when we were in California. We're going to go over to Hojo. We don't really have to do much work. They're going to roll out the orange carpet for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. And she's like, well, we've got Heinz. And he's like, just tell him you're not going to be here. Which, I mean, which starts the whole thing. It's not cool. Megan's really, uh, really uh, interested and, and, and wants to be part of the creative well, team. She's trying to earn her keep, you know. She doesn't want to just be, you know, a pretty face. The boss's wife. Right. Yeah. Because she knows, I mean, I think she sees what Peggy has and is like, you know, I really, I really want that. And I don't want to just get that by marrying into, you know. Marrying the boss. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. They are then on the road. And this was, I think, the first time Mad, Mad Men has used a shitty green screen, John. You could see the reflection of the green off the uh, off Don and Megan's uh, faces. Yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was too bad. Every other outdoor shot they've actually done outdoors and has been great. Um, I mean, I half expected to see, you know, in cartoons when they do like the uh, Wile E. Coyote or whatever scenes, it's just like the same cactus, like it over repeat. and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's what I imagined. You the, know, the background that sh- bad. The background should start yeah. to repeat. Um, yeah, it's kind of it. It's it kind of too bad because uh, uh, I like to think that they're at a higher quality than this. But you well, know and what? unless they're going at warp speed, like the the you know. Things shouldn't be as blurry. The motion blur is intense, it's Kate. Crazy. I, I will I will agree with you there. But perhaps the motion blur and the green, along with Don's behavior, all added to how irked Megan gets as we go in the car. I'm sure it all I'm sure it all had something to do with that. Well done, sure. John. Uh, she mentions again that she hopes that the uh, the Heinz presentation went well. Uh, yeah, and he he blows that off. Uh huh. She uh, mentions how close they're going to be to her mother. That, uh, you know, man, it's only an hour away. Well, they're coming soon. Yeah, exactly. Shuts that down. Shuts it down. You know, uh, it just kind of keeps going on and on. Every single every single part of their interaction this episode seems to be some kind of slight at her. Indeed, John. Indeed. I do love her outfit, though. And the sunglasses and the whole, like, that uh, sort of zigzag coral jacket and the matching shift love it it is love. nice it is nice it okay. isn't some uh, god awful she's had some bad ones recently well there has some poofy sleeves and uh... well and the aztec bowling skirt yeah which would... was a tough one yeah it's so. amazing how well this outfit fits in at the hojos well, well, I don't know if I'd say I don't know if I'd say that. Uh, it as, used to be a nice as, place. As far as colors go, uh, <laughs> this is true, John. They get to the Hojos, and uh, Don asks if she brought that bathing suit she got in Acapulco, and she said, "Oh, I forgot I was in a rush." And he's like, "Don't worry, I've got mine, and we can pick you something up uh, after after we eat." Uh, we meet the uh, the proprietor of the Hojos, John. What's his name? Uh, the guy that. Opens Dale. up the door for them. Dale. Ah, Dale, yeah. Dale Hojo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Dale Hojo uh, is uh, uh, wants to roll out the orange carpet. He, he, for some reason, and I don't know why, he is selling the hell out of, uh, out of Don and Megan on Hojo's. And uh, when Megan says that she would like to get something to eat and something to drink, they bring them a little taste of everything on the menu, John. 
Seems excessive, right? It does well, seem rather excessive. Who knew the Hojo's was just a culinary experience? I mean... Well, if it, if it involves ketchup, the Hojo's <laughs> has got it. And fries and yeah. everything, yeah. Well, and apparently they're known for their clams. Oh, yeah. One thing to never have at a Hojo's. This is true. Right? Uh, How things have changed. Have they? Uh, we find that uh, uh, we come back to a scene where uh, M- Megan is working on some of those said fries, and uh, Don has gotten some things for the kids. He got Bobby a back scratcher, and he got uh, Sally some toffee. Um, and Megan says, well, what'd you get for the warlock? And uh, he says, oh, Sally will share. And she goes, Don, I was the youngest. You can't forget about the warlock, even though he is trying to crush you. With his warlock mind powers. <laughs> and again, blowing off. Oh, indeed. Don't worry about it. Sally will share. Anyway, how about some sherbet? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but not no, just I... that. She asks for pie. Like, she specifically wants some pie. It's ridiculous. And it's not that he says, bring the sherbet. He's like, no to the pie. Just the sherbet. Now, here's the thing, though. As, as, uh, as often a, um, uh, a mindless male myself, uh, he was just excited to share the delight that is Sherbert. Now, this is the same stuff that comes in the giant tub in the grocery store. It comes in a store, giant like clear a giant tub. clear tub in the yeah. grocery store. Okay. This is my favorite of the desserts. John loves <laughs> Sherbert. Oh, really? You folks have no oh, idea. Oh, man. I'm a, I'll take some pie any, any time almost, I'm a Sherbert. Almost every time I go to visit John, his, he has an orange ring around his mouth. <laughs> from just, <laughs> just sticking his face in a tub of Sherbert, John. How is that going for you? I can't help myself. Yeah, it's delicious. It is so good. It is delicious, John. I, I will not. I will not fight you there. But Don starts to ask Megan about uh, about the Hojo. Like, kind of, how do you feel about this? You know, as a destination. And she goes, oh, "It's not a destination. It's a place you stop when going somewhere." And they're kind of talking about work. And he pulls out a pen and he's going to start writing things down. And she says, "Now, why is it okay for you to like work and not me?" So we, we, we definitely see start a, some of Megan's tension starting to come out, John. Well, and, and Don, Don gets immediately very frustrated and says, look, why didn't you just tell me? And she says, you didn't give me a chance. It was in front of everybody. I was embarrassed. Clearly, John. And then you ordered me Sherbert. Um, the Sherbert comes out, John. It is, it is, a, it is a healthy dose of uh, the oranges of orange Sherbert. Uh, Megan takes a scoop, and as a Canadian... Uh, feels as if it tastes like perfume. Uh, John, I've had my share of sherbet, as you clearly have as well, <laughs> and I don't think it takes anything like perfume. It's a little strong in some palates. It's the Canadian palate, my friend. <laughs> it's built. It, it, it's just different than ours. You know what it is, John? Is she's been speaking that filthy French, right? And I think it's tainted her taste buds clearly. Without question. By the way, if you are French and happen to be listening, feel free to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, This is where, where, as the kids say, John, shit hits the fan. Um, Don accuses her of uh, trying to embarrass him uh, because she's angry, and clearly Sherbert is delicious. She's just saying that to get under his skin. She says, you know what? You're right. And starts... Shoveling down the sherbet, John, as if it's not a cold product. Now, to be fair, she should have doubled over in a brain freeze. Um, well, no, she ima- spits it out. She never swallows that. Seriously, just to put that much sherbet in your mouth at one time, John, will freeze your brain. Make no bones about that. I'm not a doctor, but I do know 
It's about a fact. Bra- about bravery. <laughs> but to be, you know, she's very upset. That's understandable. Don's been, um, you know, not respecting her, not taking her serious the whole episode. But come on, you know, this, this is childish, right? Uh, this is beyond the pale, as they say, John. Uh, they, uh, they, they head outside. Don, Don storms away because she makes a crack about uh, that he should call his mother. Which, which does seem a bit inhumane. Well, yeah. She is a dead whore, John. If you, uh, if you have forgotten. And Paul is not making that up. I'm. That's not. That's even, true. That's not even me being funny, folks. She is literally a dead whore. Uh, as they go outside, I mean, uh, she probably doesn't know that she was a whore. She probably just knows that she's passed on. No, passed on. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know how much of we his have. Wait, we don't. Seedy history he shared with Megan. We don't know what he's told her. But. As uh, as we get to the car, uh, he opens the door and says, "Get in!" And she's like, "No, we're ta- I'm talking to you." And he's like, "Fine." Slams the door, gets in the other side, turns on the car, and then I, I know they shot this in a few different ways, but I think in that giant Cadillac made a 24 point turn, <laughs> <laughs> turned that boat around, and sped off down uh, down the expressway, John, leaving Megan to fend for herself. I did like Megan's little points here. You know, with the whole, you know, just shouting out every demand that he gives her and the whole, you know, yes, master. You know, uh, that, like, look, that may have worked with Betty. Like, this doesn't, this doesn't work. This doesn't you fly with her. She's, gaining, she's getting points with me. Like, the more I know Megan, the more I'm like, I want to be friends with you. Megan's the best. Yeah. Megan is the best. Yeah. No bones about that. She's, she's good. I don't know if she's the best. Oh, who's the best, John? Are you talking for for Don or just in the show? I'm saying just in general. You can literally name anyone you want. The the Mank? Does the Mank the best? She may have been the best. No, that's her husband. (laughs) Tilden Katz actually is the best. No, I'm going to say Tilden Katz is the best. Listen, that guy got a raw deal. Uh, (laughs) So Don actually drives off. And he's he's in the road for an indeterminate amount of time. And finally, you get that little look on his face like, ah, nuts. That Come was stupid. On. That uh, was yeah. stupid. That was dumb. And he turns around, drives back. And we don't know. I mean, what do you think? A half hour? Who knows, John? Who it knows? Been, it could have been any length of time. It's still daylight. True. So, uh, anyways, he gets back, can't find her, asks the waitress, says, ah, yeah, she was hanging out with some uh, some kids. What? Yeah. You? So, so I'm walking to the parking lot. He walks out to the parking lot, finds the sunglasses. Ah. Oh, no. That's, that's frightening right there. Absolutely. And so uh, now he's starting to panic. Yeah. Appropriately so, right? Truly, John. Now, here's the thing. It, it, it's a simple equation. Uh, youths plus lost sunglasses equals eminent death, John. Murder. 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 I bet you're in upstate New York. I mean, there's nobody around. Do you know, we have, and I mean, we are neck and neck with the amount of murders that Florida has. <laughs> they only have like 24,000 more murders than we do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, anyway. Thank you for the stats. So <laughs> no, no we, uh, you know, we get back in there and we actually see Don go in and out of the women's restroom, and uh, oh. you know, because Don, much like a honey badger, don't care. Right, and, and you know, he, as he comes out, uh, you know, little Kyle Hojo sees him. Dale, says, his name is Dale Hojo. Dale. John, please, could you get, might as well be could Kyle you get, Hojo. <laughs> come on. Uh, sees him come out, and he's like, "Wow, you're being thorough." Um, offers him the key, and Don's like, what, did you give her a key? No. And continues to meander, walk around. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. You left out an important point. Dale says, I've got bad news, Don. I've got real bad news. 
a kid took a shit in the pool, and uh, this doesn't happen often. This I'm, never happens. Like, like only like twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> we're draining it. We're bleaching it. It'll be fine. It's no big deal. Ah. Uh, right, but he 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 meanders around the hojo, which I can't imagine anyone has ever spent this much time at a hojo ever. Um, the rest of the night until the hojo closes. John, he's drinking coffee, he's hanging out, and this is now this is a strong point here. Uh, now the don the don of old would have not just been sitting at the bar drinking coffee. He probably go bought him. He well, he mentioned they have cocktails there. He would have been throwing back a few out of anger. And by a few, I mean several bottles of whiskey. Of Canadian Club. Of Canadian Club. Uh, So, I mean, we certainly have seen a change in Don, but you know what? It's a slow change, John. People don't change overnight. It's a process. I mean, how long have you been trying to stop eating sherbet? I haven't. (laughs) You lied to me. You (laughs) bastard. Uh, So, yes, he spends most of the night. We see then uh, when he calls Peggy, and now that all makes sense. He even right. tells the um, the uh, police officer, uh, well, highway patrol maybe, uh, Mick McCormick, uh, that, you know what, my wife is missing. He says, well, I patrol all night. I'll see if I see her. Do you have any idea who you're looking for, McCormick? Nope. You know, a woman, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Yeah, not Thanks, really pal. comforting. Yes, New York's finest, John. <laughs> and he, he makes a call to Megan's mom. He does. And... Uh, you know, makes up some crazy story about buying a gift, finds out she hasn't called, uh-uh. and then uh, gave uh, gave one of our listeners kind of some chills at his attempt at saying goodbye in French. The au revoir did not go so well for Don. Did he say aardvark? Yep. I- <laughs> no, that's, that's, what, that's how they teach you to remember it. It's supposed to be a mnemonic. He didn't get it. Did he literally say aardvark? No, he said au revoir. Oh, au revoir. I always say aardvark. <laughs> and then point and laugh at the French people. Sorry, folks. Uh, we have a little bit of a flashback to when they came back from California, Kate. It was probably the best vacation of Don's life. He had a shit-eating grin on his face the whole damn time. <laughs> we are, we're in the car. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't... John, can you explain why this specific memory was brought up? It well, was, uh, number one, he doesn't have a lot of memories with Megan in general. So this okay. is probably one of the few in that memory bank. Okay. Uh, number two, you know, this is immediately after uh, they consummated themselves, if you will. As they it were. got together in California, you know, and, and he had proposed. So this is, or he was thinking of proposing, you know. Right, he didn't propose until he, the next He hasn't morning, proposed right? yet, but he's got that in mind now with this woman. You know, he's seen how well she treats his children. He is in a great place. Uh, with her, mm-hmm. and now he doesn't have that. You know, he 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 misses that. This is what we're seeing. This is the change in Don, that he cares about this person. He doesn't care about himself. He cares about her. Okay. No. I don't know. I kind of. You were focused on the Mickey Mouse ears on Sally. Yeah, I kind of I mean, got to be honest anyone, with you. Did anyone ever? Uh, did anyone else ask themselves, "Where is uh, where is the warlock?" Not only where is the <laughs> warlock, but if you're watching this memory, as it were, you just barely see a little, just just a little snippet 
of Bobby Draper's face. Is that the old Bobby or the new Bobby? God only knows. <laughs> this could be another new Bobby for all we know. This was probably another Bobby tryout. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you do this and not screw it up? Can you can pretend you, to be asleep, Bobby? Can you not look straight in the camera, Bobbo? Come on, buddy. Uh, you know, I want them, I, Matt, because I know you listen. Because we know he too, does. There's been too many coincidences. Uh, uh, Matt, could could we do an all Bobby episode <laughs> where like we just lay out his neuroses? Like what's like God only knows what's wrong with Bobby. Like just like 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 as as a small child is is he is he hurting small animals? Like is he going to turn out to be a psycho or something, or is he just totally like well adjusted? Maybe he's a Zodiac killer. That would be fan- I don't. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yes. Not to jump off track entirely. You ever see? I'm sure you've seen the Family Guy, the cartoon. I have seen that. Yeah. There was a, there was one episode where Megan, the girl, was the focal point, and yeah. right before commercial, uh, Peter looks right in the camera and says, "Yep, this is a Megan episode." He pulls out a remote control and starts pushing it towards the camera. He goes, "Here's the clicker. No one would mind <laughs> if you turned it." That's, I think that's how everybody would respond to the Bobby episode. I I I I think not. There's been there's been too much excitement around Bobby. I think this is a this is this is a ripe episode for the happening. But Either we, way, though, John. This memory does end eventually, and we end up with um, Don finally making it back to the apartment, John. And he yep. unlocks. And by the way, you know you have made it in life. You have made it as, as a successful human when your apartment has double doors. Good oh, God. What it must take to have double doors on your apartment, John. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Only the richest of the rich people, 80% of New York, has double doors on their apartment. Really amazing. Uh, when Don goes to open the one of those doors, because you don't open both all the time, John, special occasion, save something for Christ's sake, he finds that the, uh, the, the chain lock is done. Now, this is the most weenie of all weenie chain locks. When you see him just kind of open the door, it looks as if it's loose. <laughs> but you see, when he does open it and it is chain locked, that, you know, he has this incredible moment of relief. relief. Oh, yeah. No, certainly. Someone has locked this door on me, thank God. But it, um, it only lasts for a second. You know, exactly. Because now he wants to get into his place, and he can't get in. Open this, or I will kick it down, John. Not an and empty th- threat. No, sir. I thought to myself, oh, God, please let him kick it down. <laughs> well, and they, he do. And they didn't use this as a moment for you know humor, where he goes to kick it down and falls down, grabbing his leg. <laughs> no. That not would be like all. a Pete Campbell thing. That would be perfect. Oh, there's no way Pete Campbell could have kicked that down. Not a chance. You know what? Pete Campbell would have kicked it. It wouldn't have broken. It would have snapped back, hit him in the face. Oh, that's true. He, yeah, he breaks his nose again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has he killed himself yet? Moving on, he, uh, he does successfully kick the door open because he is Don Draper. And they have a very heated exchange. And Megan tells him to leave. Not surprisingly. And, and then explains how she had to take a six-hour bus ride. And John, when you get to Port Authority at five in the morning, you've been there. I know. Oh my God! I listen. I haven't been at Port Authority at five in the. Well, here's a, if you're at Port Authority between the hours of like two and five, all you literally all you see is drunk New Jersey people. Okay, when you're at Port Authority, anytime. This is true, but um, but between but between the hours of two and five. It's like it's like a it's like a morgue of drunk New Jersey people crawling around trying to find land the path. Zombie land is what it is. It's ridiculous. It is just, it is the saddest place on earth. It is it is tough. Anyway, um, 
she says she couldn't get a cab at 5 a.m. The only thing she got were, you know, uh, she got propositioned only. Um, It was awful. I mean, she's she's clearly and obviously and should be very upset about it. And Don kind of charges her to kind of he kind of wants to just kind of grab her and get this all under control. Uh, But, you know, he he, he's very amped up himself and things turn kind of uh, physically violent, John. I, I don't know. Well, what what's with the the runaround? The, the chase? chasing? The yeah. chasing? I really was expecting for a second like the Benny Hill music. It I mean, was it, it was it went on so long. Now, John, you know, this is true. But uh, I I got to be honest with you, uh, and this is you know I I don't I don't often use this podcast to bear my soul, but um, this exact situation with uh, chasing around the apartment uh, has happened to Kate and I at least. At uh, least, twice a week, maybe. At least twice a week for yeah. the for the last three years. Uh, almost all the lamps in our apartment are broken. I mean, it's lucky we don't have a conversation pit because, I mean, somebody would really get hurt. It, oh, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. We, we always stop and put our shoes on because if we run around in our socks, there's a lot of slipping and falling. <laughs> Uh, speaking of slipping and falling, though, after uh, they, uh, she, he chases Megan into the bedroom and she does the old over-the-bed trick. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah a little, nice yes. little... No, always a good trick. Slip move there, pulls the lamp down. Pulls I the felt, lamp down. I thought there should have been like a play-by-play person doing this. Obstacles. <laughs> yeah. Obstacles. And down the hall they go. <laughs> down the hall they go, indeed. And uh, they, they get back out to the conversation pit, which is, which is why we realized... Uh, this is why there aren't conversation pits anymore because they always end up uh, people falling into them and getting getting seriously hurt. They could have broken their necks, John, because um, they do exactly that. As Don grabs her around the waist, they fall into the pit, and it is a glorious fall with a thud, as it were. And, uh, of course, Megan just starts crying, and the veins in Don's head are just just pulsating out of his body. It's not exactly uh, in great shape. Starts coughing after that little jaunt. Well, John, if you fell into a conversation pit, I would I dare, be, I dare you not to do the same. Uh, and they kind of, you know, they kind of resolve things here. But I thought this was great because you're you're kind of in a very similar angle from Roger and Jane. Oh, very you know, good. And they're they're together in a peaceful place, and yet have just dissolved their relationship. And here you have all of this strife, and yet. You know, as this resolves, they're closer than ever. I think. I think. I think. You know, they both. They both definitely. It was uh, a kind of breakthrough, as as it were. Don. Don now understands what she's talking about, and 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 is is um, well, probably obviously appreciates her more. Uh, really feels a sense of uh, of um, almost losing her. Uh, and, and and with that will be more. Uh, uh, I think more sensitive to to what she's trying to do. Opening the gates of communication. Is that exactly? Thank, thank you, Kate. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what you said just there, but uh, oh. I think it made sense. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and they certainly re- re- resolve things. Uh, we then find ourselves walking into the office, and uh, they give each other a uh, a very loving smile as. Megan heads into the uh, creative room, and Don heads over to Dawn, and she says, "How was your uh, How was your trip?" And he's like, "Fantastic." Uh, he then gets a uh, a little uh, like a proof uh, that has a uh, do over on it, and it's from uh, it's from Cooper John. I this was great. This, this may have been my fabulous. favorite part of the show. Go Coop! Right, the guy with no I, office. 
<laughs> Apparently no <laughs> shoes. No no real purpose either. But this is this is, you know, he did this. He's the one that started this firm. They, you know, I know they did their thing with Lane and whatnot, but you know, Sterling Cooper he you know, he did this with Roger's dad. This is his stuff for his whole life. And uh, and he calls down on he calls Don out. Jeez. Calls down out and says, "Listen, you've been on love vacation, pal, and you left yeah. a little girl to run this whole place." Love leave. You oh, love leave. I'm sorry. You've been on love leave, buddy. You've left Peggy to run the place, and you know you need to you need to start working again, buddy, because this is uh, it's amazing how well we've done with you being a wall, pal. And uh, I think I think Don again. Uh, takes this to heart. I mean, he was ready to come in and be like, you back off my business, old man. But I don't think he can deny that uh, this is true. No, and when when Cooper says, this is my business, and walks out, uh, you know, Don, I think, starts to get a little bit of insight that, you know, this used to be my business, and now I have been slacking. And did you like the way, the little, this was, Peggy walks by with her head down, yeah, and then the rest of the crew, you know, walk by the crack team of creative. Yeah, uh, and then Roger pops in. I think still tripping. I think so too. I, yeah, I think. I think this might last like another year, maybe <laughs> another yeah. episode. It'd be great if it lasts another episode. Yeah. But yes, he proclaims that it's going to be a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that even even with the tripping, as it were, um, he is. Uh, He's rather happy that uh, things have ended um, in probably the smoothest way possible with yeah. Jane. And for and for him, it is it is going to be a beautiful day. For some reason, I really loved the last shot with Don kind of sitting on the table there. Yeah. Um, where he's just kind of on one end, uh, but he's sitting in a way that he's kind of uh, he's hunched. Uh, yeah. It's just the way he's sitting feels very uh, kind of thoughtful and. Uh, well, no, he's uh, not the he's not the confident Don Draper that we've, yeah, you know, he is not Superman. He was just he was just reprimanded. Yeah, he's had a tough weekend, yeah. folks. He's had to just back off, everybody. Now, John, uh, that's 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 the show for you. Can I can I ask you something? Yeah. As a as a, as a man of uh, many many talents, uh, extremely intelligent, uh, we have seen I think in the last maybe all season, that John Hamm is now a producer on the show. Yes. How is that? What do you mean, how is that? What does that mean? What do you have to do yeah. to be a producer on the show? You just, you, ha- you help make things happen. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, John, would you, would you write some letters and get, and get him to come on our show so that we could ask him these questions? Sure. That'd be great. Or just work on your John Hamm impression. Oh yeah, and, and we'll we can just pretend, out. and you can just say whatever you want. You want to interview yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, we'll just interview you because apparently the entire listening audience thinks you sound just like. Him. <laughs> I don't, and, but you, you, and apparently you sound like who? Yeah, I sound like the biggest douche on the show, John. <laughs> That's right, Kate. Somebody wrote in and said that I sound like uh, what's his guts. No, no, two people. Adam Carolla. I sound, of course, of course, I sound like Adam Carolla, but I also sound like Crane. Um, Harry, like Cr- Crane. Harry Crane. Harry Crane. No, you don't. Two, yeah. two different people have now put that on our iTunes. The entire listening uh, audience sees me as the douche of the show. You do have a small cannon on the corner of your desk. I do have a cannon oh, on my desk no. here. Yeah, the shoe, I do. The shoe fits. Coincidences, John. Coincidences no. only. 
No. John, uh, listen, we're already at an hour 15. I know we got a shit ton of mail, as the kids say. <laughs> I'm going to open up the mailbag, if, if you're ready. I'm ready. And, uh, and we're going to punt one out. But before I do, John, yeah. um, there has been one listener who has been, uh, I'd say, the cornerstone of our listening audience and who, uh, for some reason, one of us promised to mention on the show. This listener is, uh, is kind of the reason I get up in the morning and, uh, and the reason we record so late at night as it were. And uh, I just wanted to thank him for listening. So you know who you are. I'm not, I don't feel that at this point I need to say your name. Uh, Godspeed. You're not going to say a name? Shit. Did, did he want me to say his name? I think so. Did, what did it start with? Did it start with a... Oh, you don't even know his name. Did it start with a G? Oh, that's awkward. Oh, I just, Paul. All right, Shane. Hey. There you go, buddy. <laughs> For Christ's sake, John, open the goddamn mailbag. All right. So, again, we got a bunch. This has been great. And we'll just start blowing through. We got one from Nancy, longtime listener, first time caller, as they say. Just want to let you know something important. Um, And I don't know if you can work on this because I think this is something that you could help us with, Paul. We have more ratings and comments than all the other dozen Mad Men people combined. Sure. But we're not showing up very high. What? If you type in Mad Men one word, we are number one. But if you yeah. search two words, we're like number six. Oh, I, that, this is my fault. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, loves the podcast uh, and notices other cast ripping off our nicknames shamelessly. Burns me up. Every day. Every day, John. Uh, we got one from our friend Sergeant Fred. Thank you, Sarge. Sergeant. <laughs> hey, you- hey, Sarge. Sergeant Fred. Do you know Sergeant Slaughter? And could, you, could we get him on the show? Uh, wouldn't you be just happy with Sergeant Fred? Okay. All right. Uh, he really likes the, the series. He likes the podcast. Uh, watched it for four seasons. Enjoys storylines. Um, you know, he was he was alive then um, and thinks that it's, you know, the, the technical advisor uh, was exact about the, like, say, the uniform for uh, Dr. Greg in oh. the other episode. But he Good wanted to, to say, you know, we had a little issue with Roger doing Pete's bidding and pulling Ken in and giving him the what for about writing. Yeah. All right. Now, according to Sergeant Fred, uh, the firms at that time required new hires to sign a proprietary agreement of intellectual property that wasn't just for work, but they agreed that they would give the firm complete loyalty that banned any type of moonlighting of any type, you know, any, in, including this yeah. type of a writing career, and that, uh, that Sergeant Fred himself signed one of these contracts. And honestly, I didn't know that. Knowing something like that makes that scene not so forced. True, but you know, this stands the reason. Why did they not get on Ken when he got his story published in the Atlantic? Right, I think that's fair. Now, are Inconsistencies, they... John. It, inconsistent? Do you think they're a bigger firm now? No. They're well, not bigger than they were, I, I don't think. they were bigger then. Yeah. Anything. Okay. You're right. I think the inconsistency is more of a reason to kind of squall at this than the fact that it could have happened indeed john moving uh, on mike from omaha nebraska holy cow just watched signal 30 what an amazing piece of television three things we learned jimmy barrett takes a punch better than rapey pete right you remember jimmy okay. barrett getting sucked? yeah all right don is making a long-term serious progress as a human being and after a uh, night of carousing um always check for bubble gum 
Oh, as oh, as I do. As I do, John. Uh, we got a brief email from Kathy. She says, FYI, the research that Paul does makes the show awesome. Thank you. That's not true. We got research. <laughs> I don't do any research, John. I literally just show up and I'm turn just, on the mic. I'm just reading the mail. That's uh, not what it says. We get, That's exactly what it says. Uh, oh, we right. got another one from Kathy from New York City's. Uh, go guys! I'm listening to the recap right now, and I'm making my list of what I learned. Um, that uh, got my license in '86 in Illinois. Uh, I was showing those crazy, you know, videos that he had to watch the the wreck videos. Oh yeah! yeah. And they were supposed to remind us to wear a seatbelt and prevent drunk driving. You know, I watched one of those, but it was it was the Disney movie from like the '60s. Do you guys where Goofy tries to learn how to drive a car? Do you guys remember those? They showed this to you as a yeah in driver's ed yeah. Nope, we didn't have Goofy. Wow. Well, yep. Anyway, uh, back in the, I'm a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in the 70s, uh, early in his marriage, my dad took a night class at a local community college. I'm here to tell you, sometimes the young frau in the next seat becomes your stepmother. hey oh. uh, <laughs> That In well that done. episode that Pete is, in fact, dickerific. He is. Uh, we got a couple of these that the whole request for proposal wasn't real familiar. Apparently, that's a, a thing that's still around quite frequently. Hmm. Uh, the robot in Ken's story is Pete. The robot controls only little things he can, the bolt and the bridge, just as Pete is trying to control little things and not doing a good job. I read, I read that, and I would like to commend that person on that. Uh, that was that was a beautiful insight. And it thinks that the uh, the madam brought down the drinks because he has really changed. Uh, she pressed and confronted him on being, you know, getting a girl, and he didn't. He's a good husband. Holds firm. So Indeed, sir. Uh, Stacy from Michigan, as usual, great job. Um, as I said before, I'm uh, totally crushing on Dr. John, but again, find myself agreeing with Paul on the <laughs> kids issue. I think she, I, I think she's not going to have kids. Uh, that she started out great, you know, Mary effing Poppins in California. Now seems less enamored with kids, and this will become an issue quickly. Talked about the... Uh, fancy schmancy transitions between scenes last episode hated them took them out of the story made it seem more of a mechanical show no <laughs> and uh paul we all know that uh dr rapey will be killed in vietnam is that going to make joan feel guilty no no I don't she's think over so it either. she's over it already uh, elaine in san diego hi guys a little behind on the podcast just wanted to let you know that the thin typing paper is onion skin paper gives us the wikipedia website thank you thank you for listening it's fun getting these emails from people that are behind you know even from it, like the first seasons uh true. cheryl south florida since you guys are so good at research wait a minute florida yeah yeah my goodness florida's really coming out of nowhere to yeah, start out of the, the woodwork seriously folks uh she was wondering you said you know since i'm the uh, researcher that pete's leaky faucet had just the one handle but she didn't remember the one handles until the 80s so was this a matt weiner faux pas we looked it up in fact not one handle developed 1954. Okay, so John. Oh my God. So, so John, I saw this. People, John is actually a doctor. <laughs> don't don't write him extra questions he needs to research. Now listen, he's since he is the nicest person in the world. He did this. He went back and got back to you on this. Listen, we all have access to Google, all of us. <laughs> oh my, John, you're too nice. That is what I would have written back, dear madam. I am actually a doctor. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we got we got one from Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Loves the podcast. Heard from Paul before. Fan of the show. Oh yeah. It, it makes my weekend still the best man, madcast out there. Now, 
Paul, you said that you know, with you being on vacation, you were watching it on the plane. He wanted, yeah, yeah. To, he wanted to know how are you doing that? How are you watching it on the plane? Because he's going to be out of town and won't be able to get to AMC. What's the secret? Paul, the only reason I'm going to give you a straightforward and honest answer is because you are a Paul. <laughs> and, and, I remember, and I remember meeting you at the last meeting. So the thing is, here's what you do. You buy yourself an iPad or something of the like. Uh, probably an iPad. And you, uh, and you get, the, uh, you get the, uh, season pass. the season pass. And then anywhere you are, you can uh, download uh, from the iTunes Super Cloud. And then uh, you can watch it on the plane. Oh, it's amazing. It was wonderful. We totally watched we watched so much television on great. our plane ride. That's great. six hours in the air over the whole entire country, John. Actually they took you over Canada. God damn it. Really? Did it? Yeah. How do you didn't. know? What are you tracking us? <laughs> hey, moving true? on. Uh, we got one from our friend Aisha in Portland. Uh, she writes in about this episode thinks that the copywriter job is turning Peggy into a miserable person. She seemed really upset. Do you think so? That uh, she's a miserable person? That because of the job. It's making her miserable. Wait, it doesn't everyone's job make them miserable? Moving I, on. No, All that's right. a job, that's right? A, it's called work. <laughs> Christ. Uh, who else thinks that Hojo's is going to get a nice spike in business thanks to this episode? <laughs> there aren't any left. What the, well, are there? Can you stay at a Hojo? Apparently they're also in partnership with Wyndham. Oh, are they? Yeah. Because you, you did the reason you, you found it out? Yeah, well, and everybody uh, has the Sherbert. Are they are they known? But I believe their uh, their big selling point is that they have the best bed bugs of any <laughs> of any hotel chain. The right. biggest, the biggest, <laughs> most <and> the, aggressive. <laughs> you can take them home. You can. You can ride them home. <laughs> anyway, anyway, th- this episode brought to you by Hojo, <laughs> the biggest and best bed bugs in the business. We'll roll out the orange carpet for you <laughs> every time. Uh, she also says, I will miss Jane. I did like her character and wish they could have done more with it. You're literally the only person who liked Jane. Oh, there'll be another Jane. Congratulations. <laughs> Overall, wasn't really into this episode. Just found it annoying between Peggy's decision, dissension into assholedom and Don and Megan's childish behavior. Felt like a filler episode. Did you think it did much to move it forward other than the divorce? No, yeah, I, got, I mean, I, I, can, I can see how someone would, would, would see this as a filler episode. It was it was a little bit a little bit yeah. But I know you. Uh, we mentioned her before, but Mrs. Tilton Katz, Rachel oh, yes. Mankin, she wrote in. Thank you so much for listening. With all of the busy work she does at her store, uh, she had three things for us. That uh, you know, when the going gets tough, apparently the tough go to the movies. Orange sherbets taste like perfume to French Canadians, and Don, when he threatens to break down the door, call maintenance. It's going down. <laughs> Thank all you. Right. Thank Fair you. enough. Uh, Thank you, Mank. We got one from. Our friend Patty, actually this is a first-time emailer, thank you, Patty. Uh, hello, listening for a while, mostly while running around Central Park. Hey have a, a few thoughts on the episode. Don Megan's road trip reminded me of Betty and Henry last season, trying to get back to you know where you were. Betty and Henry making out in the car like they were you know a new couple. Uh, Don trying to get back to being brand new with Megan again. Uh, other comment, just beautiful writing. Loved the speech, I'm from Mars, from Ginsburg. I thought mm. it was, you know, absolutely a kind of a heartbreakingly sad story. Indeed. Um, I, it may have been uh, the best episode you guys did the last time. Did a great job getting through it, but missed one of the best lines. Roger started his speech to Ken with, as a fellow underappreciated writer, which was genius, Sterling's yeah, gold. Sterling's Hello. Gold, yeah. Did we not? I thought we mentioned that. Did we? 
I don't remember. Oh, I'm drunk the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. Not mom. True. That's no, mom. And Patty also weighs true. in on the uh, the free drinks at the whorehouse, not because that he was making a good choice, but because he said they shouldn't put up TVs, as most guys would say, yes, put up TVs, and that she she saw he understood her business, free drinks all around. I thought that was at least a decent explanation. All right. Thank you, Patty. Uh, we I got an, from another Paul. Heyo. Uh, Paul, so glad you're back. I was glad to hear Paul endorses Grandma Pauline's father's methods of children's discipline. You know it. I have three daughters, and when they were young, I often sent them flying across the living room with a well-timed kick for no reason. Paul, why would you admit that in writing? Because he believes in Bill's character. I also love hearing (laughs) Paul's tinkling ice cubes. Hey, no problem, pal. I get the giggles every time I listen. You got any more left in there, buddy? I don't have much. I I I, I found, you know, I accidentally, every show... Bite into an ice cube, and then I hear some awful woman's ringing, ringing voice saying, "I hate it when he bites into ice cubes." <laughs> so. that, that's Paul from San Francisco. Uh, Thanks, last Paul. one, uh, Stacy, Michigan. Learned that uh, lying on the living room floor, best place to discuss marital problems. Can't wait for the show next week. Thank you, well Stacy. We did see that a lot of discussion on the floor. I guess they're they just kind of have weak core muscles. That's what's going on. They're lying down. I'll tell you what, it's because your blood levels out in your body. You can think better. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm a witch doctor. <laughs> Close up that mailbag. <laughs> it was great. Yes, it was, John. Uh, did we do, is there anything else? Yeah, we got some fun news. Big news. Uh, iTunes. Thank what? You, thank you, everybody, on our iTunes. We hit 100 five-star ratings. Wow. We're almost a legitimate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we got another another great bunch of comments of, over the past week from Mommy, Angela, Consumer, Simper, Charlotte B, Jay Barry, Miss Igna. Thank you so much. Those were fantastic. Our Facebook, which you can find us at. Wait, no, John, you've yes. got to read. You've got to read the one that was that that shines <laughs> shines really? the light on me. I'm sorry because you know what? I run the. Sh- it's my show. I'm gonna. We're gonna do it, John. You 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 go into the Facebook yeah. stuff. I okay. I, well, I got the one. The iTunes. Oh, you do. The you iTunes, have it up. Yeah, the iTunes one that says Read how it. great you are. Read it, please. All right. Well, this is the, you want to focus on the one that talks about you. I, I want the only the one that mentions me. All right. So please. the title from Jay Barry. Keep on ice crunching. Five stars. Okay. Here's the deal. As much as I like Dr. John in Ohio, the real reason I'm <laughs> keep coming back to visit. The Mad Men recap is to spend time with my favorite ice-crunching, glass-tinkling, episodic, play-by-play correspondent, Paul Deal, in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. Yeah! He's just too darn funny. Thank you. He can pull off what would be a lame word substitution of stupid for kittens and totally pull it off. Killed it. Baby Jean is a warlock. I crack up whenever that kid shows on screen. Betty Monster, Race Be Pete. These terms are regular parts of my Mad Men lexicon. There hasn't, As they should be. There hasn't been a lot of Paul love, according to the podcast. And I thought it worthwhile to recognize, you wrote this! Oh my god, <laughs> I, I just realized <laughs> I did not write this, That's I'm pretty why, sure. This is why you're making me read this. this you wrote no, this. No, I did not write this. Why would I do that? I would not... Oh, that's that oh, is low. That's I did low. not write this. I, we're not. I'm not, even, I'm not even finishing. That's fine. That's Jay Barry, if you could please write in to uh, vindicate <laughs> me from writing my own review, I would not do that. Uh, all right, John. Uh, we 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 have we have run way too long, so we're we're going to close this up. You were going to mention the Facebooks. We are, of course. Uh, we've just reached nine hundred. Nine hundred. Nine hundred. Nine hundred folks that. 
made the commitment to click the like button. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, everybody. Uh, uh, but you can, you can find us at Mad Men Recap on Facebook. You can also uh, become uh, one. Ha- what, uh, what has become a liter. Uh, the people from Twitter contacted me and said, you know what, guys? Thank you. You made this service legitimate. We have. People tweet to us while we're live tweeting the show. It is so much fun. John, can you even keep up with it? Actually, I got shut down by Twitter when you were in California. My last two tweets wouldn't go through. They said I'd reach max. You have ma- We have maxed out the tweeter. Uh, but So what I'm saying is come on and join us. We do it every, every show. We do it live during the show. So many people that tweet with us are so hilarious. You can you can you can literally you can literally oh, not lose. Oh, it is lose. so much fun. I love that. That is like some of my yeah. You cannot lose times. by doing this, folks. We are Mad Men Recap. We're at Mad Men Recap. So uh, tweet to us and tweet with us, and you'll love it, John. Uh, we also have the website. It's MadMenRecap.com. You can go there and leave a comment. It's the best place to interface with Paul. Uh, <laughs> Although uh, this last this last week has not seen too many comments, I don't. <laughs> Joni and Corky, thank you. Uh, yeah, you, that, I did enjoy uh, I did enjoy commenting back with both of you. Um, we also uh, have uh, an email address, and this goes straight to Doctor John. And apparently, you can ask him to do anything <laughs> for you, and he will. Uh, it is staff at MadMenRecap.com. Now that goes to both of us. I sometimes skim them. And uh, John fully reads them and and responds to you. And we, most of the time, uh, read them on the show. Uh, Sometimes we forget to mention people, like Shane. uh, And uh, sometimes we deliberately forget. Uh, But folks, uh, you can reach us in all those ways. And we can't wait to hear from you. And we can't wait to do another show next week, John. Did I leave anything out? You got everything. I got it all. Wonderful, John. Uh, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Uh, Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.